Hello. Hello, we are here with Ben Preston from Cheney School here in Oxford. So thanks for talking to me today. My pleasure. Ben, um, so let me ask you, how long have you been a teacher? I uh, qualified in 2006, so this is my 13th year oh, wow. teaching science. And what made you go into teaching? <laughs> it was quite a simple reason. I realised I was good at explaining science to people and I thought I could do that for a job. Was there when you were still at school? <laughs> Any... Explaining things to your friends at school? Yeah, when I was at school, when I was at university yeah. and to friends who I wasn't studying with and family. And I did some voluntary work with children in the two years after university. Right. And by that time, crystallised my thought that, yeah, I'd be good at working with kids yeah. and could turn something I enjoy doing into a paid job. Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> and so your first degree was in biology. That's right, right, in yeah. Bristol University, yeah. So what do you teach now? Do you still teach biology? I do still teach biology, but I'm more of a generalist. I got an extra qualification in teaching A-level chemistry within the first couple of years of teaching. So I've tended to teach whatever needs teaching in mm -hmm. the departments I'm in. So biology is my primary specialism, chemistry my second. Physics, I enjoy teaching, <laughs> but my knowledge gets very, very, very weak beyond yeah. GCSE. Yeah. So at the moment you're teaching GCSE A-levels, do you do... This year I'm teaching year nine students who are finishing key stage three at Christmas and then starting on GCSE sciences um, and I'm teaching year 11s GCSE chemistry and combined science and I've got a year 13 group who are doing a BTEC applied science course. Okay that sounds a lot uh, and what's your main uh, what's your current role here at the school? Uh, so I started here in September as the head of science. Okay, good. So before you were a science teacher in a different school? Yes, I've been in a couple of deputy head of science okay. posts in a couple of other schools before this one. So yeah. this is the first one, having to uh, yeah manage the big old science team. Yeah. How many people are on the team here? I, I keep losing track. I think it's <laughs> 20 or so, okay, that's including the three technicians. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of people. Yeah, right. And uh, so what has been the biggest challenge? Um, for you since starting this role? Biggest challenge, I, it's probably hard to put my finger on because I was thinking about this a bit, there are layers of challenge. There's been the challenge of starting in a new school yeah. and finding out how everything's done at the whole school level and within the department and the curriculum itself. There's been the challenge of getting to know all the staff in the department and what support people might need in different areas and making sure that everyone's looked after and there's been the challenge of being part of a wider leadership team in the mm -hmm. school and coming to the new school not having any context to start with and then of course the new challenge of all the students I haven't met before mm -hmm. and trying to form those relationships and get student behavior and the place where I want it to be so I think the biggest challenge has been you were talking to our department about yeah. cognitive load today. It's been managing my cognitive load, yeah. <laughs> trying to juggle all those things and yeah. keep clear what I'm prioritising day by day. Yeah. Do you have a lot of contact with the other subject departments as well? Uh, yeah, so formally uh, I meet with other heads of faculty uh, on a regular basis and another small group where we're looking at English, math and science. 
um, and informally. I'm talking to people all over the school yeah. all the time. Okay. Yeah, lots of communication has been really helpful. And uh, okay, so there are a lot of challenges, but what are the good things that you think about being head of science? Well, it's, I mean, it's a real privilege leading, I happen to be lucky, leading such a great team of teachers in the department where, and I get to see lots of great science teaching going on. And that's something that you don't often get to see um, as, a, as a classroom teacher. Mm-hmm. So seeing the, the, the positive impact that so many teachers are having and being able to, to be the one putting things in place to make teachers' lives easier, to make the curriculum and the assessment for students clearer, and ultimately, hopefully, um, improving the learning of lots yeah. and lots of students. So yeah, it feels a real privilege. Okay, that's good. So do you think these are the most important things that you keep in mind when you are doing your work, the uh, workload of teachers, learning of kids? Yeah, I'd say those are the two things that yeah. I try and keep at the forefront. Students learning, and I, I just I try and keep things simple. Yep. You know, I cut out as much um, jargon as possible. I want kids to learn more stuff about more stuff mm-hmm. and know more, mm-hmm. so that they can make better choices in their life as well as get better qualifications and have more options. So yeah, students learning and staff well-being are my two two priorities all the time. And about student learning, do you think cognitive sciences? can help with that. Oh, God, yeah, it's, it's made a massive impact on my teaching anyway over the last few years as I've gotten to know the, the subject better. And, yeah, it's definitely having an impact here. And I think there'd already been some work done in the team on the idea of retrieval practice making a big mm-hmm. difference. And I found a lot of science teachers on the whole, and certainly the science teachers here, are all on board with the fact that students need to really build up mm-hmm. bits of knowledge yeah. and the more of them they get well ingrained the more they can learn on top of that so yeah all of the theory i've picked up in the last few years about little bits of neuroscience cognitive load theory working memory and long-term memory has all really helped my practice and it's, it's uh, coming out in the department do you have any advice for teachers that want to learn more about these things how to start Uh, That's a good question because I have asked trainee teachers and I've asked people who work in um, teacher training departments and it doesn't seem like it's very well covered in the curricula in teacher training Mm -hmm. yet. Mm -hmm. I think it's hopefully improving but at the moment. So um, I think if teachers want to find out more about it there's a few good places to start. I probably recommend one book as the best introduction. Um, Daniel Williams, Why Don't Students Like School, mm-hmm. which I read a few years ago. Um, there's also a, a course on Future Learn, which I did earlier this year, called The Science of Learning, okay. which is a good starting point. And there's a well-known pamphlet called Sci- The Science of Learning by the Deans for Impact. Yeah. All of those are really good, short, uh, well, obviously the pamphlet's shorter than the book, <laughs> but... <laughs> Uh, all those really good introductions yeah. to the topic. Okay, that's great. What about advice for teachers that are about to start as head of departments? Um, take a deep breath and get <laughs> plenty of rest before you start. Um, be prepared. Well, 
I, I wish it wasn't the case, but I would still say be prepared for the fact that you're going to have to work a lot of hours, mm-hmm. which um, I'm sure as a profession we can do better than that. Um, we shouldn't have to all work 9, 10, 11, 12 hour days yes. on a regular basis yeah. to do the job. And I certainly hope to not be doing that this time next year. But yeah, be prepared. It'll be tiring. There'll be lots to take in and just don't try and I would I guess the one bit of advice would be don't try to go in and make drastic changes. Probably best to watch and listen and establish all the relationships and the communication to get people on board with whatever you then want to do. Mm-hmm. And what about teachers that want to be heads of department? They are like just on the way. What should they be doing during their careers to be given the opportunity? To get well, um, I guess they take, take any opportunities that schools offer in terms of middle leadership training. Even more than that, just try and get as much experience by offering to um, do different things which heads of department need to get involved in. Um, run trips, offer to organise developments of curriculum, um, work on your spreadsheet skills, mm-hmm. any of these sorts of things. <laughs> Just try and get involved and take things on. But not too much, because you've got to look after yourself. Yeah, of course. Right, so we talked about cognitive science, how important that is. Uh, what about technology? Do you think that has a place in the classroom? Does it help? Well, I mean, we teachers, all the teachers I know use it every day in the sense they have a projector yeah. linked to a computer. Okay. Um, I wouldn't say like I'm, I'm just a fan of technology full stop, but it's all about application and what you're using it for. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't tended to find mm, iPads or tablets in the classroom have been the best for me in teaching. I think that would really depend on it being really well resourced. Mm-hmm. Um, but certainly websites, um, so you know, Seneca Learning, I'm a big fan of and I'm trying to get more students using. We use something called Educake as well for setting homework, which yeah. is just tons and tons of retrieval practice, which are really useful for teachers and students. So there's lots of really great websites um, and we use great short YouTube clips all the time in teaching. Mm-hmm. And there are some really fantastic, for science, there are some really fantastic simulations, okay. free online simulations of lots of areas of science, like the, the FET, P-H-E-T, simulations from the University of Colorado, Mm -hmm. I think, put them together. So yeah, big fan of those. Mm -hmm. So with the technology, it's it's finding finding the things that work really well. Yeah. And how do you find this technology? Do you look for them or you just happen to that's a good question. Um a bit of both. I think sometimes I've searched them out, but over the years um it's just sharing with other teachers. And you know I've um from a from a CPD point of view, mm-hmm. another bit of technology I definitely have found useful in the last uh, six or seven years is connecting with teachers on Twitter and then connecting with their blogs or videos or other resources online, um, which is great because there's a whole other side of Twitter, mm-hmm. which you don't need to talk about, which is the this huge global shouting match. Yeah. But Twitter for teachers on the whole, I found has just been a great um, kind of 
online sharing shop of ideas and resources. Is there anybody that you particularly like the ideas to follow? Oh, uh, there's quite a few. So uh, from in science, um, I've been following the, there's a group who all contributed using a hashtag CogSciSci. Mm -hmm. um, so Rosalind or Ruth Walker, mm -hmm. um, Adam Boxer, and I think Ben mm -hmm. Rogers. Yeah. Um, they're all science teachers that I've really picked up some fantastic ideas from. Matthew uh, Benyahai, yeah. I'm not sure if I've said the name right. Yeah, no, I know who you're talking He's, about. He's yeah. you know, shared huge amount of resources, yeah. and there's, there's lots more I could go on, but I'd have to get my phone yeah, out and no. look through my <laughs> Twitter list. What is your Twitter handle, by the way? Oh, you mine's at, at Preston Science. Cool. Uh, so, uh, what do you think? Uh, last question What do you think are the main benefits and the main challenges of using technology or websites with the students? Uh, well, benefit from a teacher's point of view is there's lots already there that saves the teacher designing, um, you know, mini assessments or explanations yeah. or diagrams. So the huge advantage of it is there's so much there for teachers that's ready made. Um, I guess one of the downsides might be that there's so much choice, it's knowing where to look. So that's why, you know, finding a few people online or some good uh, contacts who can direct you in the right direction mm -hmm. is really useful. Yeah. Um, and of course, I think one of the downside is remembering that students, um, you know, when we're talking about what they're learning in school, their ultimate assessment within school is going to be written exams. Mm -hmm. So it's really important that they still have plenty of practice at reading and writing yeah. Yeah. physical paper yeah. and yeah. pen. Um, <laughs> But yeah, there's lots of lots of possibilities from it. Okay. Yeah, that's fantastic. Thank you very much, Ben. Pleasure. Thanks for coming in and, and showing the department um, how to use the site and all about cognitive science. Fantastic. Um, so